guys, and welcome to the Box Office Club, your hub for all things movie news, reviews, numbers, and updates. I'm your host, Kate, and today we'll be breaking down this past weekend's box office and talking about what's to come this weekend with a special guest host. Welcome back, guys. And today we do have a special guest host, and um, it would be my husband, Matt. I have been waiting weeks to join you. I hear you recording from outside the room, and I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to have you here. As we talked about in the last couple episodes, Emily is away on vacation, and I envy her, but the show must go on, and I talk about him enough on the show might as well just have him take the two steps from our living room to the studio and join us. I feel like I've got some experience already just from from being outside the room. And, you know, I'm an avid listener. Oh, well, I hope so. We're going to put you <laughs> to the test today. Let's see how it goes. Let's see. We'll just get right into it. As we talked about on our last Thursday upload last week, this weekend saw the opening of John Wick Chapter 4. And there's just so much to get into with everything really in that movie particular and some other stuff coming up. So we're just going to jump straight into our top 10 and we're going to give Matt the honors. All right. So if you've been listening to the show, I'm sure you know that it goes from 10 to 1. If you haven't been listening, it goes from 10 to 1. So in the number 10 spot, able to edge out Puss in Boots, the last wish out of the top 10 since it first released, which... Oh, was it three or four months ago that movie has been out? Uh, about 16 weeks. Yeah. that The fact that it just dropped out of the top 10 for an animated movie is, you got to give it props. But uh, Avatar actually took home $1.35 million this past weekend with only a 35% drop. But it did finally drop below that thousand theater threshold. So it's no longer in wide release in its 15th week. Uh, so I'm not really sure how much longer Avatar is going to be sticking around. Yeah, um, I think this might be our last weekend seeing it in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, regardless, we're not going to forget about it anytime soon. It's going to stay in the all-time charts for, I mean, I don't even know how long. Worldwide, I mean, it's at $2.3 billion. Yeah. So if if we have enough movies to dethrone that, then... I mean, props to the box office. Yeah, theater owners will be very happy. Studios right. will be even happier. Yeah, it's a lot of good movies. And number nine, in its third weekend of release, Champions brought in $1.5 million, which compared to last week, about a 51% drop, which it's not horrible. I think you'd hope for a little bit of a better hold there. Uh, but hopefully this movie can hold on to the merit of its good reviews. I know it's been getting a lot of good reviews and stick around a little bit longer. Uh, right now, uh, time of recording, this movie is sitting a little over $13 million domestically. Yeah, I don't think that's the hopes. You know, they went into releasing this movie with only $13 million in, in three weeks. It's coming up on its fourth weekend real soon. Um, but I heard it was so good and I just... Too much competition right now this time of year. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of good movies coming out right now. And I, don't, I feel like it might be one of those movies that's just, it's a good story. It's a like 
heartfelt story. It might keep drawing in the crowds. You never know. Yeah. Um, should have been a January release. Yeah, for sure. Number eight, which I was concerned this was going to break into the top six and screw up my top six, uh, is Jesus Revolution moving down to the eighth place with a total of $1.96 million, which is a 44% drop from last weekend. But like you said, it's, they've got a lot of heavy competition, especially with John Wick coming out. So no shock there that a lot of these movies are not only dropping hard, but having a hard time breaking that $2 million mark. Yeah, really low numbers. Number seven, which I am, am disappointed. Because that did mess up your predictions. It did. You know, I'm going to double check the numbers here. You never know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, I was able to break $2 million at least, um, but Cocaine Bear did not make the top six. I uh, made $2.06 million this weekend, but... Cocaine Bear's at a solid $62 million domestic gross in a little over a month, which I don't think anybody that saw a movie about a coked out bear coming out would have expected this movie to do so well. I did. I had full <laughs> confidence in this project. I mean, you knew how excited I was the second they released the title for this movie. I mean, clearly I had a little too much confidence this week, but I mean, props to this movie for hanging around. 100%. And Matt, you are alluding a lot to our predictions. And if you listened to last week's episode, you'd know that because we knew he'd be coming on, we did let him put his predictions in and be a part of our little competition that we do. Um, so I'm going to give you the honors as well to refresh our memories on all three of our predictions. All right. So for the number one slot, as you can expect, all three of us put John Wick Chapter 4. I think we would have been really dumb not to put John Wick Chapter 4. Um, number two slot, it already differs, though. Uh, both myself and Kate picked up Shazam, Fury of the Gods, to hold on to that number two spot. Emily taking a bit of a different route, having more faith in Creed 3 to stick around. Which, what week is Creed 3 in now? It, I will believe is going on a month month okay that's that's not too bad it's not as out there as i thought it was i think it, next weekend will be its month i believe okay. so it's okay. third weekend number three slot you and me same thing scream six emily going the different route with shazam fury of the gods think it's going to drop down to three which i don't know we'll see number four I feel like I should just combine our charts at this point. <laughs> Both of us have Creed 3 as our number four, with Emily picking Scream 6 for her number four, basically just dropping everything by one for, for our charts. Yeah. Number five, you were the... Sorry, I was the only one to put 65 at number five. You were. You know, I have faith. It was a good movie. I'm biased because I like the sci-fi. I like Adam Driver. I felt like it was a really good movie, so I have, I believe, my number six slot may be, may be done, but I have hope. For number five, for both you and Emily, you guys picked Ant-Man. We'll see how that goes. And number six, as you can expect, I put Cocaine Bear. Unfortunately, didn't quite work out, but we'll see how the other ones go. For your number six slot, you've got 65. And Emily's number six slot also had Cocaine Bear. So no no full sixes from me or Emily this week. So off the bat, I'm already in a better position. 
but we'll see how it goes, you know? <laughs> Maybe this is Emily's week to upset. She could. You never know. I mean, she does have a very different top six than the two of us, so she could very well upset. She does. So let's get into that. I know the anticipation is killing everybody. <laughs> In number six for our safety picks was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, dropping out of the top five, but still in play for, like I said, our safety picks here on the show. It brought in $2.4 million this weekend. It's in its sixth weekend of release and is at $209 million domestically, $465 million internationally. Um, You had no faith in this movie. You did not put it on your chart. I did not. I thought the coked out bear was going to beat the ant. Clearly I was wrong, but I don't, I mean, you've got John Wick, which is, you know, action. You've got Shazam, which is a superhero movie. And you've also got 65, which isn't, you know, it's sci-fi, which I guess, Not you know, even the same thing. It, Not uh, even hold, the same thing. Okay, no. hold on. Listen, a guy that can shrink down to the size of ants, it's a little bit of sci-fi there. But it's not 65. Just because you didn't like 65. They're just completely different movies. It's not even the same realm. Moving on. (laughs) In the fifth spot is 65. It was able to stay in the top five despite its lower rating reviews and managed to bring in $3.2 million this past weekend. While it may only be at $27.7 million domestically in its third weekend, it um, was able to hold up stronger numbers. So maybe it's going to be a sleeper hit. As much as I like this movie, I I don't think it will. I, I don't think it started off strong enough to where it's going to be able to hold out a good run. Even if it still does two to three million a week, it's going to have to stay in there for months to even make back its budget. You never know what's going to happen at the box office. That's I, true. I think it has another two to three weeks in the top ten. After that, I think it's done. Um, but if everything else bombs, you never know. Yeah, that's true. And our fourth place spot is Creed 3. It was able to survive some of the grunt from the Jonathan Major scandals that broke at the end of this weekend, and it was able to get to just over $8 million in its fourth weekend, standing at a nice $140 million domestically. With the good word of mouth on this movie, I'm hopeful it can surpass some of the controversy for the sake of the others involved and the love of the franchise. But we're just going to have to see how it all plays out as the story and the rest of the details unfold. Yeah, and I know you you and Emily have talked about this. I also have not seen this movie, but I've heard great things about it. So, you know, despite all the controversy, there's a lot of other good actors and actresses and people behind the scenes that put a lot of work into this movie. So... I hope one person doesn't end up being the downfall of all that. That really is like situations like this really suck because you spend so much of your life months dedicated to working on films like this and you put so much passion in it and one action from somebody else can really take everything down. Um, Not a lot of information to my knowledge is out on everything that is going on. Not a lot of details are out. Um, Maybe it will all sort itself out. Maybe it will get worse. We really don't know. We are not in a position to talk about it. But I'm hopeful that Creed 3 as a franchise, as a movie, can weather the storm that's about to possibly come on it. Yeah. 
also plays a role in Marvel too. It plays a big role in Marvel. Um, that I really am not sure how they're going <laughs> to do. That's going to be something that's going to really kind of come out in time as more stuff surfaces is when I think they're going to be more vocal about it. But with how they treated Johnny Depp, we, yeah. I really, I don't see it going over well. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting to see it's, I think a lot of it is going to depend on what comes out, how this story progresses. Um, but Marvel is gonna ultimately have to make a big choice. Yeah. And we're being kind of vague, but for, the fact that not a lot is out and we didn't do much research and just the severity of what the claims could be. We're not in a position to speak on it or go into detail. I don't want to spread false information. If you're curious, look it up, get it from a reputable, reputable news source. But you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything from my mouth to your ears. That is not true. And there's just, there's too much right now to weed through to be accurate. Yeah. No, can't blame you there. So let's move on <laughs> to something maybe a little happier, which is murder. Scream <laughs> 6 is in the top three. A 52% drop in its third weekend with another R-rated movie coming out into the mix is really good. Um so Scream is for sure, it's for sure a hit. It made $8.3 million this weekend for a domestic total of this movie to be at $89.8 million in three weeks. I mean, for, for an R-rated movie in general, that's that's a really good number. And that's just domestically, because when we add the whole world in, it's at $139 million. Which, do you do you know what the budget was on that movie? Off the top of my head, I do not remember. I want to say it was a little over $100 million, possibly. Okay. Um, I'll have to look into that when it starts rounding out the end of its box office to see how much of a profit it made. Um, there is really a push for it to hit $200 million. Fans want it. I want it. I don't know if it's going to happen. It's possible. Um, we just have to see how it holds up with all the competition that's just going to keep barreling out. From these studios. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this too. I mean, this was one of our favorite Scream movies out of all six, which considering they're on the sixth movie in the franchise, it's pretty impressive that they're still putting out a movie that you know, can be really one of the top movies in fans' opinions. Yeah. It, it shows the strength and just the love for, for Ghostface and... The world that Wes Craven created. Yeah. And one thing I will say, if you wanted to hit that 200 million, go see it again. I'll go see it again. I will too. Willingly. Right now. Let's date, go. Date night? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what might not be making as much money, uh, but was still able to maintain the second spot is Shazam Fury of the Gods. Um, it made $9.3 million in its second weekend, taking a nosedive of a 69% drop from its opening Yeesh. weekend last weekend. Uh, worldwide, the movie just surpassed $102 million and is still a ways away from making its profit, of a profit on the $125 million production budget it had. That doesn't include 
you know, advertising, promotions. I think that doesn't include extra screenings. There's a lot of other stuff that is not within that 125 million. I don't think this newest installment was a success for the DC. Which is unfortunate because I really did like the movie. I thought it was, it was good. It was funny. It did things that a superhero movie should be doing. And a big drop like that is kind of typical for those superhero movies. I mean, if you look at a chart of, you know, a lot of the Marvel movies, 70% isn't completely abnormal. The problem is it has to open big in order for that to not be such a hit. Yeah, because yes, those bigger drops make sense. If it's opening in the over a hundred million plus, then those drops are like, oh, then you're just dropping to 50 million a weekend. When you open at 30 million and you take a 69% drop, that's not a normal superhero drop. That's a your movie's bad drop. Yeah, which with everything else that's going on with DC, I do think that's definitely playing somewhat of a role in there. I would agree. Um, you know, I think maybe people just don't want to waste their time on another movie. that's not going to be included in whatever cinematic universe they eventually draw up. Yeah. I think this movie is probably going to be one of those movies that people aren't going to see because they don't think it's going to be important to the story. And that still really is unclear. And then once DC continues on, when they start their new installments with, I believe the Superman is supposed to be the real kickoff of when everything changes over. And if they decide that there's a place for Shazam, this movie's probably going to go bonkers on streaming because people have to now go catch up on it. Yeah. Um, but it's going to, it's going to sit for a while. This movie's not going to make the waves that I think anyone was hoping it was. And I had a good review of it. I really liked it. It wasn't my favorite superhero movie. It wasn't my favorite DC movie. It has those normal pitfalls that you find with any superhero movie that I wish just as a whole movies could ever like overcome, but it wasn't a bad movie. No, like did it have its moments where could have been better? Yes. Did it have great moments? Yeah, I would say so. You know, I don't think any of us went into this movie expecting it to be the best superhero movie of the decade by any means. No, but you know, I, I would like to say that I, I hope it gets a little closer to at least breaking even. I think it deserves that. And the box office will tell us what it deserves. Yeah, we'll see. So let's talk about a movie that did good because yeah. you have to be good to take the number one spot this weekend. No surprise here. It is John Wick chapter four coming in with an impressive total of $73.8 million domestically in its opening weekend. Worldwide, the movie is at $143.4 million, making it the highest opening weekend for any of the John Wick franchise and also the highest grossing opening weekend for an R-rated film since 2020. Yeah, which we were talking about this with Scream, too. I mean, the fact that R-rated films are getting such high grosses... I think that is a sign that a lot of people are starting to work their way back into theaters the way it was, you know, pre-pandemic. And it's it's good to see. And I think that kind of speaks on to what we were just talking about because Shazam Fury of the Gods, that's a PG-13 franchise movie backed by DC. And 
worldwide John Wick has already overtaken the whole production budget of this movie that we're not sure it's going to make back. And that has restrictions for people to go see it. And I think that just proves the like not only the strongness of John Wick, but the lack of strongness with Shazam and other superhero movies we're seeing are not having that big bang at the box office anymore. No, there is a lack of love for superhero movies, both DC and Marvel. Yeah. And I think we definitely came off of a, a period where they were the movies to go see. And a lot of the characters that we grew up with, I mean, our generation aren't there anymore. And so they're trying to rebuild both Marvel and DC to a certain degree. Although have they, ever, have they ever really had it together? They, they there aren't really characters <laughs> to hold on and love there. And then they yeah. did, they were bringing back Henry Cavill and then they just tossed him out. Yeah, screwed so that up. So yeah, who knows what's going to go on there. But I think a lot of it really is people don't have ties to these movies anymore. They're not going to see their favorite character. They're not going to see, how the story unfolds and they're just really failing to draw, draw in the audience they want. I think there's an argument to that. It's oversaturated. Yeah. I would agree with that argument. I think there's just too much. I, I couldn't agree more. And that's something I think as the show progresses and we keep watching the box office, we're going to either continue to prove, or maybe the box office is going to listen to the people or and disprove us. And we get to talk about an uptick um, in viewership and it's just sad that we're at a point where these movies are just getting so much money and not reaping the rewards. Yeah. And I, I really do think a lot of it is the fact that the characters that people love, they aren't there anymore because look at John Wick. That's a character that was in its fourth movie in the franchise that people for the most part love, you know, You'll hear every once in a while people aren't a fan of the scripts, the the two pages that Keanu Reeves <laughs> gets a movie. Um, but overall, I mean, these are these are movies that people like every time they come out. And so the fact that this one opened with a with a big bang, I don't think is necessarily necessarily surprising, but it is still impressive that it's clearing those numbers. It's amazingly impressive and we should just talk about some of that for a bit because a lot of it does have to do with the reviews um we saw the movie you weren't on the review with me but you loved it just as much as i did yes and we mimicked a lot of what people were saying and for the first time i think i have ever seen both critics and audiences gave John Wick Chapter 4, the same Rotten Tomato score, exactly the same of a 94% certified fresh. I mean, how many movies have come out that have even been 94 or even above 90 I mean, in the, recent times? There's a good handful in recent times. Yeah, that's not as yeah. impressive. But for the sa- for them to agree on the same when they normally are like head to head, it's it's a testament. Yeah, that's that's how you know too that that movie really is hitting all of those checks, you know, the more technical detailed stuff that those critics are looking for, but also, you know, the average viewer that just wants to go spend a Friday night or a Sunday afternoon, go relax and watch a movie, they can still go and enjoy it just as much. Yeah. And cinema score is something that tracks those average viewers a lot. Um and it gave this movie an A. 
uh, in comparison to the rest of the franchise, the original one got a B and then two and three got A minuses. So this is the highest scoring John Wick movie on cinema score as well. And I even took the extra measure this time. I've never thought of looking at Letterboxd for a review before, um, which I don't know why it gives a score just like every other place. It just wasn't something that you know, came across my mind and I thought about it today and I looked and it has a 4.2 out of five score on Letterboxd based on over 55,000 <laughs> reviews. That's a lot of reviews. And I actually want to go back to the cinema score. The fact that every single movie has gotten either the same or better score. Typically in a franchise, you see it go the other way. Yes, it has only gone up. Yeah, which, I mean, props to this franchise. I mean, I think a lot of other franchises should be taking notes on how to keep it going. Give your give your characters 800 words or less. Yeah. <laughs> which I actually did see a report that Keanu Reeves says, I believe, like 860 words in the whole 245-minute runtime oh, of this movie. Oh, my God. That... I mean, he makes up for it for the fact that he does most of his own stunts. Yeah. But it's still, that's such a small script. It's insane. And I guess the original cut of this movie was three hours and 40 something minutes. I'd go see that. I would too. <laughs> when When's the extended edition coming out? I'll go buy it. Please release the extended edition. Yes, please. Right now. So that was our top 10. Um, for, uh, real quick, yeah. I am so annoyed that Ant-Man beat out Cocaine Bear. Oh my God. Not, not that it wasn't, you know, probable, but I had hope. I thought it was going to pull it off and it wasn't far off. It was my first time on the show. I could have gone six for six. But you didn't. But, and Emily's going to be so, so mad when she <laughs> hears this. You are the first person to beat me on the show. Oh. <sighs> I because we do have points for if you're within one within one you had a 5.5 I had five you beat me by half a point wow that probably will never happen again so I'm gonna just revel in this moment and enjoy it Emily will be very sad to hear that she got three points <laughs> one of those points was a full point everything else were just a bunch of half points added together like I was saying, she was like everything that we put, she put one slot lower. Except for Creed. She yeah. really had a lot she of faith in Creed. A lot of faith in Creed. Did not pan out well. So she sent in her prediction. So maybe her Galapagos mind will kill it. Uh, and we'll get into that. But before we predict, we have to hear what's going to happen this weekend. Yes. So let's do a quick rundown of what you can expect to see in theaters this weekend and the first one is as always we talk about the biggest one first the wide release from paramount pictures which is the new fantasy action movie dungeons and dragons honor among thebes which has sparked controversy and worry amongst audiences since its announcement i mean we've all seen game themed movies bite us in the past um, but early Rotten Tomato scores are in and it has some goodwill going into opening weekend. Critics have given it a 90% certified fresh score and audiences have doubled down their score with a 94%. It's a good score. It's a very good score. I was um, a little worried about this movie. I'm going to be honest. I was too, especially after the misfire that was the 2000s release Dungeons and Dragons movie. 
Um, it has a lot to live up for to win people or over to come back in the seats to see a movie with the same name. Um, but I actually really like the trailer for this movie. I was really excited when I saw it come on a movie for the first time. And I was like, I don't even like, I played Dungeons and Dragons once in my whole life. And like, now I want to go see this. Yeah, This might shock you. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but the trailer looks amazing. I've played plenty of other video games similar to that. I just never actually played Dungeons okay, and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is a board game. I know, but I'm saying I've played video games that are similar oh, okay. in how that works. Okay, I'm. I apologize. Um, am I the nerdier of the two of us? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited. Um. Yeah, really, that's that's really all that's going on with Dungeons and Dragons. I've actually heard some people saying that people were crapping on this movie. And I don't know if it was before these reviews came out and people were talking about the old one or if people were just talking about the fact they didn't want to go see another Dungeons and Dragons movie. Um, but every review I have seen read is very positive. I'm very excited. And it is actually pacing ahead of Shazam Fury of the Gods opening numbers and is tracking between 32 to $42 million. Poor Shazam. <laughs> That's really all you can say at this point. Yeah. I mean, this, this movie has a lot of bigger actors and actresses in it though. I think that might be a draw for some of those people that wouldn't necessarily go to see a Dungeons and Dragons themed movie. I think it also just looks fresh. Like it's Dungeons and Dragons based. I mean, that's the core yeah. of it. That's the title of it. Yeah. Um, but it's just something we don't see as much. Like this looks just really fun and wacky and funny and the fantasy element that, yeah, we get a lot of fantasy movies, but I feel like this one just from the trailer to me feels different. And I think that is what's going to draw people in. Yeah. I think the, I was worried you weren't going to be as interested in this movie as you are. So I'm, I'm glad you are. Cause I really do want to see it. I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited. And it has Chris Pine who I don't think we've seen since don't worry, darling. So I'm excited to see him back on the screen. Yeah, I liked him in Don't Worry, Darling. I did too. He was pretty good. There are also some smaller releases coming out or expanding into wider releases, uh, one of which is called A Thousand and One, which I have not heard of until this very moment. <laughs> <laughs> it is a crime drama about a woman who kidnaps a six-year-old from foster care and the secrets that unravel. What a story. I was going vague <laughs> on the description, but yes, it does look very interesting. It does. I, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, it is predicted to go into a wider release after its soft opening this weekend, but there currently are not any tracking numbers for it. But it does have a 98% critic score as of right now, so that might be something you want to check out this weekend if it's coming near you. I, I'm interested now. I'm not going to lie. I think the soft opening too has really been making a comeback. And we yeah. saw that with everything everywhere all at once that opened in what was it, four theaters? And then just blew up. We saw that also with um, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. Yes. Was another soft opening one that went really wide um, and beloved. I know I fought to get that movie at the theater and yes. I was so happy you did because we were Marcel. just, we were messes in that movie. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if this one's coming near us in particular within a decent driving range, but if it is, I am interested to go and see it. Yeah. Um, I hope it's one of those movies that pick up because clearly critics love it. I'm excited to see what the audiences have to say once that starts coming out. There's actually another movie in the same tracking boat as A Thousand and One, which is called A Good Person, starring, starring Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. Um, it's supposed to be an emotional drama about grief and redemption. And we don't really have any more information than that. So um, I hope to be talking about it next week, especially with a cast like that. I love both of those actors. Yeah, I feel like that pair together would be really good for an emotional drama like that. Yeah. I can see that going very well. Me, me too. That is, I think if I had to choose between the two, that's the one I would really seek out. Um, I'd like to see them all. You know, I try my best. <laughs> There's only so much time in the day. There is. Um, and then there is actually another release. It's the last new release on the docket. It's a movie from Angel Studios called His Only Son. It is a faith-based drama pushing for an early Easter crowd pleaser. It's estimated to be close to 2,000 theaters this weekend and does have predictions compared to the other two movies. And it's predicted to open between one to four million this weekend can't count out the faith-based movies especially with jesus revolution doing so well i mean we went to the theater the one day and every single person in front of us was buying tickets to it yeah like what what is happening could you imagine if they waited another month to release that movie if they would have released that movie easter weekend oh my gosh i mean i i can't even imagine i'd like to see the rationale behind when and why they released it now. I think the only reason would be the competition that w- they would be facing, which would be the Super Mario Bros. Mother a movie. That's fair. And the type of crowd that that would bring out, the people that would go see Jesus Revolution tend to not like to be in theaters where those type of <laughs> crowds are. That's fair. Um, so there could be some of that. But I'm wondering even if they waited another week or two um, and did maybe something like this where they tried to get the pre-Easter crowd We'll never really know. Yeah, I mean, you never know. You could see an uptick for Easter mm-hmm. if it hangs around. There really is only one thing left to look at before we give our final predictions, and that is the estimations for John Wick Chapter 4's second weekend and how experts are expecting it to hold out, which I think it's going to be, before even going through the rest of this, I think it's going to be pretty good competition for Dungeons & Dragons. I think it's going to be a close call. But historically, if you look back, the franchise does hold amazingly well from weekend to weekend, even with past competition and with the word of mouth so positive on this movie, they're expecting this to ring true for this movie. A lot of premium format screens are going to Dungeons and Dragons this weekend, though, so that that could affect it to a a pretty significant degree. So no doubt there's going to be a fall weekend to weekend, but... They are expecting a softer blow for this movie with a weekend total hanging around 30 million. So right about 2 million right below where they think Dungeons and Dragons is going to end up. 4 million. They think it's going to be a 4 million difference. They think it's going to be kind of a race. Yeah, I am. With the word of mouth so good for John Wick, I think it's going to be really tight. I, I, I do agree. I'm... Gosh, I'm excited to see these numbers. I am too. I'm I'm trying to think of which one I want to 
put above the other right now and I still can't decide. Well, don't think too hard because we like <laughs> to do our rapid fire. I never let Emily think before we give our predictions. Oh boy, here we go. Maybe that's why <laughs> they never go out in her favor. Ooh. Maybe I am the problem. <laughs> um, she had some time to think about these ones because she sent them in before she left for the Galapagos. So I do have her numbers. She is still in the game this week. Um, but we're going to end with hers. I haven't looked at them. I just know that she sent them. And I don't want them to affect our thinking. As the guest, Matt, would you like to go first? So are we going one to six or six to one here? We always go one to six. One to six. I'm going to say John Wick keeps it. I think John Wick's going to hold on by the skin of its teeth. Okay. Well, number two, I feel like is a pretty easy pick with Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be a toss up. Um, you know, I don't anticipate Dungeons and Dragons is going to drop below number two here, but I am really excited to see how it goes. Number three, I think, oh man, I think Scream 6 yeah. takes number three. I think especially with, it's got good word of mouth. It was a great movie. There's a push to get it to the 200 million mark and Shazam has the opposite going for it right now. I think Scream 6 is going to take the number three spot next week. Okay. Which leads into a very interesting number four. Okay. I'm going to say Creed 3. Okay. Creed 3 keeps number four. So not a lot changed from this week for my past two picks. Staying in the same slots, which does not spell good news for Shazam, if I am correct here. So I'm going to put Shazam in number five. I think it's going to drop pretty significantly. I don't think it's going to drop any more than that. I I feel like I'm taking quite a risk here, dropping it down so far, but you never know. Almost got this week. Maybe next week is my week. And now just time for your safety. Oh, man. Um... I am going to say 65 holds on. Okay. I'm really torn. I Part of me does want to put Jesus Revolution taking mm. number six. I am. <sighs> My head went there too. You can't take C backsies. All right. I guess I'm stuck. Man, if, it, if Jesus Revolution takes six next week, I'm going to be very upset. I'm going to make a time machine just to come back and slap myself. Because you can't do takesy-backsies. All right. Well, we'll see how it goes. Okay. So I'll go with mine now. I think I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do. So I'm going to say Dungeons and Dragons does take number one. I think it's going to be a fight, but I think it is going to overcome, especially with the PG-13 rating compared to John Rick's. Our rating, That's I think fair. more people are going to be looking just for something to go see. So I'm going to go Dungeons and Dragons number one, which would put John Wick chapter four in my number two spot. Um, and I'm going to ditto your Scream six in number three. I think it's going to stay there. This is where. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to say. Uh this could bite me in the butt. I'm going <laughs> to say Shazam's going to take four. Okay. And that Creed 3 is going to take five. 
I'm not super confident in it, but that's, I'm just going with my gut right now. Yeah, I think those three movies are all going to be very close. Yeah. And then my safety, my number six, I am going to say His Only Son. Really? I, these Fathom events, stuff like this, sometimes it really just comes out of nowhere. I think they're the same people who did um, The Chosen, which was able to break top five. And that was just in two episodes put together. Um, I don't know. It's a risky move. Could pay off, though. It could pay off. You know, the number six this time, what, it took 2.4 million. They're expecting this to be one to four. I think yeah. it could. I think it come out of nowhere. It could. That, that's a big range, I feel. You know, in... Um, all things considered, it's a pretty big range. Yeah. And it is giving that older crowd that likes these movies a chance to go see it before the craziness of Super Mario. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to lock it in with that. I will say, just to follow up that comment, I mean, you look at that older crowd, typically they aren't always likely to show up the first weekend. Typically it kind of trails a little more. That's true. Special events like this, I think they're a little different on. We've seen it with other movies of this caliber I mean, even my grandma, she never goes to the movies. And when Jesus Revolution came, she was there opening weekend. <laughs> so you really don't know. I, I'm going to lock that in because we don't do takesies, backsies. And I'm going to go give Emily's that she sent me. All right, let's see it. It is my first time seeing these. She did number one, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Number two, John Wick, Chapter Four. Number three, Shazam, Fairy of the Gods. A lot of faith in Shazam. Number four, Creed 3. And she thinks Scream 6 is going to fall to number five. Okay. And her safety is the same as yours, 65. Okay. The Scream drop. Like I said, I think Scream 6, Shazam, and Creed 3 are all going to be really close in that 3, 4, 5 area. I just don't see Scream 6 dropping that far. I could see it hopping between three and four but five to me is a stretch but she has that galapagos brain we don't know she she could could go six for six and we all look like idiots yeah i want to have faith in her i really do (laughs) i think she's got it this could be her week it it could be she's gonna take a trip down to the galapagos like once a month if that happens so yeah we're never gonna see her never (laughs) oh now do i want her to have faith? no i do i'm different (laughs) i want her to have faith You got to believe. So those are our predictions, which basically wraps up our show. Thank you for guest hosting. I really appreciate it. And because she'll be away for so long, you're going to be here more than once. So when are our listeners going to hear you as my co-host? You can hear me as early as this weekend when we come back for our Dungeons and Dragons straight from the seat review As I said earlier, I am very excited for this movie. I'm glad that you're also excited for this movie. I've got high hopes, so hopefully it lives up to that. I I hope so, too. This is going to be, I think, the first movie we've ever gone to with each other that we won't be able to talk to each other during. I know, it's going to be very weird. It's going to be so weird (laughs) because usually Emily goes with us, too, and I can't talk to her, so I give most of my comments to you. I mean, I do normally, but... If there's something specific to her, I'll go say it to you and you'll be confused. So now I'm, I'm going to have no no release. Yeah, no, we're just blaring the radio all the way home. No talking. No talking. 
this is going to be great for our relationship. I can just feel it. Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome. So on that happy note, (laughs) (laughs) uh, that's really all from us. Matt, do you want to take us away? I would love to. Remember to become a Box Office Club member to like, subscribe, review, and reach out to us at boxofficeclubpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Stay safe, support your local theaters, tell us your thoughts on this week's box office stories, and we'll see you next time with another segment of the Box Office Club.